3: Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs chat podcast where unfortunately we will be talking about uh, the Think for Tottenham Hotspur at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against our North London rivals Arsenal. Spurs nil, Arsenal 2, an own goal from Hugo Reese, and a goal of course from Martin Odegaard God, give, Tottenham, let's give Arsenal the three points today at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They are now eight points clear at the top of the Premier League and we remain five points uh, from the top four. Eric Dyer has just come out and said we conceded two poor, two poor goals and second half we came out and played really well. Uh, and as you can imagine, and as you can hear me, I am struggling to get my words out. Here we go again. Um, this is going to be like a therapy session, I warn you now. If you don't like uh, negativity about Tottenham Hotspur, you probably should switch off now. <laughs> that, is the, that is a warning. You should probably switch off now. But I'll tell you what, we are four miserable sods and uh, <laughs> let's start with a positive person, Um back with us, Uh Ricky Norwood, actor Ricky, Rick how are you mate? Oh
0: bro, I mean what, I don't even know, do you know what, I was so like, I was just, uh, I was
3: just, I, I was, you're lost oh, for words, you, you can't even get your words out the same as me. Oh
0: mate, I don't know what to say, but, uh, it's It's. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bad night for every single Tottenham fan out there. It was a poor performance, you know, all round. There was, there's tactics there and there's personnel there that you know, I don't know what was happening. But again, like we shot ourselves in the foot. Um, it was our own mistakes. We allowed them to come onto us. Uh, the, 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 the biggest thing that I can say is that they, them lot, deserved it, and they played well. They played with confidence. Um, and we really made it easy for him, really made it easy for him. In a North London derby, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that, I say shocked me, but, the, you know, I think one of the biggest reflections it was your last tweet, Chris, You're talking about the guy that fell asleep behind yeah. you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. in a North London derby, bro, and it, it's just crazy um, how far both sides have come since that game in May. You know, the, yeah. the, the crowd, yeah. the performance, the players, The team itself, you know, we were the ones that are in Champions League, yet uh, uh, we we just haven't pushed on again. And them lot haven't. And not only have they got the backing of their owners and and their chairman and stuff, but um, they've been building a side for a couple of years now and it's it's coming to fruition. You know, it looks like they're probably going to win the league as well. We couldn't even dent them. We couldn't even, you know just stop them in their tracks just for a minute um it's it's just it's just a world apart from that from that game in May where everybody was you know every single player the manager every single supporter in there was on a different level uh, compared to today um so i'm sure we'll get in um but yes yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a it's a poor it's a poor performance and it's a poor reflection of the, of of uh, that Tottenham Hotspur side and how far we have come or haven't come,
3: you know. We've also got Craig back with us, channel regular Craig. How are you? We, we'll talk about the football in a minute. I might add, but but how are you doing?
4: Um, yeah, thoroughly depressed like the rest of us. I mean, just before coming in here tonight, I had to switch over and see what any channel, and I happened to select Titanic was on one of the movie channels, and that made me that cheered me up more than the uh, the Spurs. Per- performance, to be honest. and oh, no, it was, there was Again, we're going around in circles. There was no fight. We were out thought, out-fought. out-fought. Um, they wanted it more than us. And to be honest, those who were looking at the second half to say we played better, we did. But that was only because Arsenal took their foot off the gas and they would sit back. They had the lead and they they just said, well, come at us. We'll defend what, what you throw at us. And they did. And it was just a thoroughly depressing performance against another um good team and this is becoming all too regular we scrape through the games against teams we should win against and we struggle against any decent opposition and i'm fed up with it now absolutely fed up with the back teeth of it i'm sorry yeah. i cut there's not there's not going to be much positive coming out of my mouth tonight chris because i don't know what there is any positives come out of that game other than sar i thought played a half decent game Sorry.
3: To be honest, uh, I, I don't know whether this uh, this stream is going to be like 10 minutes long of us all having a rant or it's going to be yeah. about five hours. Uh, I haven't worked it <laughs> out yet. Um, we've also got Italian journalist Simone back with us. Simone, how are you doing?
5: Thank you, Chris. Thank you, mate. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed for the result, guys. Uh, you know, my passion for uh, for Tottenham Asper. So, uh, really, really, really hard to take uh, even from Italy. So, a little bit disappointed for uh, for this afternoon, for this evening.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, Ricky, let's start with you. Let's talk about the football. Um, Eric Dyer has just come out and said, as I said earlier, we conceded two poor goals. Second half, we came out and played really well. Isn't this the story of our season?
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm a bit bored of it and I'm a bit tired of it. it it's, yeah. it's rinse and repeat, bro. It's It's... You know, I I sat there, I sat there after the first ten minutes when uh, the Gooners started started to play their game and and come onto us, and it felt like, it felt like that the, the game against Palace almost. There's so many games that have been like that this season, but it felt like that game against Palace where we had a good first ten minutes and then they started to come on, come on, and then we held out and kept it a nil nil, and then we went on and played the played a great second half against Palace, but. It was just like, I don't know, we went into our shell. Uh, there was there was mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't know how uh, Perisic didn't start today because he's been like one of our most creative players, not only with uh, crosses, but with assists and, and dynamic play and and he's somebody that you can trust. The only thing that I can think of is, is the pace element that, you know, Conte wanted to put in Sessignon because he was a bit quicker. But I I think even with Seth, you know, Seth had a really poor game today. And again, I kind of come back to the thing with Seth where it's like, I, I don't know what type of player we've bought here. I don't know whether he his time is over now um, because we haven't really seen a good forward performance and we haven't seen a good defensive performance. There's been flashes over the, a period of time. There's been flashes from him. But you could tell after the first 20 minutes that he wasn't about it. So, you know, I was really hoping that Conte would pull out a Mourinho card and, and make some subs on 20, 30 minutes. We got overrun in midfield and, and, you know, it's not like this is a game that's come two days later or after the last game. There's been a, a good week of work there. There's been a good week of analysis there to figure out how they play and to put together a game plan and to maybe put another body in midfield. Um, I heard that uh, Basuma still was feeling the, the the knock. So maybe that's one of the reasons why we didn't, but... It, it, it was just a really poor showing today, mate. Um, you know, Lloris, our captain, many a week I've stuck up for him. And when he does good, uh, I will highlight the good because sometimes the bad just is a lot louder. It has a lot more kind of presence. The bad, it's, it's easier to get negative than to see the positive, especially with a goalkeeper. But there's just been too many performances like that from our captain, you know, Hugo Lloris, the most experienced player in the squad a player that has picked up the World Cup and the Euros and he he, he is that guy and, and he's been, you know, phenomenal for us and, and he's kept us in games many a season. But I don't want to say that he's become a liability this season, but I, I can't find another word. And, and that's sad for me to say because I love Hugo to bits. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um, soon as that, soon as it passed 20 minutes, I just sat there kind of, almost emotionless almost going I know what's going to happen now and I just got very very tired very tired of of the type of performances we know what the problems are we say every single week and we've said it for a long time and right now at this present time I know the transfer window is still open but right now the good work that we did do in the summer which was improve the squad not so much the 11 the, the the 11 on the field but we improved the squad and we bought early and it seemed like we had a plan. Um, you know, with, what is it, 15 days into the transfer window and nothing's really moved. And we're not building on, on, on the steps forward that the board had made over the summer, even though we all wanted a bit more. They had an opportunity. They still have an opportunity to build on that work. But it just seems... It's actually quite funny that Crave was watching Titanic because... <laughs> It was a bit like the Titanic today, man. It was a bit like we hit that iceberg and we started sinking again. And um, I, I, I don't know what comes next, man. I, don't, I really don't. Um, it was it was disappointing. But again, all I can say is fair play to the Gooners, which I don't want to say. But fair play to the Gooners because, you know, they 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 played really well. And they played with confidence. And... <laughs> You know, they, they put their plan together and, and, and we made it really easy for them to, to do that. They could run for us whenever they wanted. So, um, yeah, it's a bit... It's very disappointing. It's, it's very depressing. It's a bit disgraceful in a North London derby at home to allow that type of performance and to allow that type of result. And, um, yeah, I just don't know where we go from here, mate.
3: Craig, your thoughts on the game today?
4: It totally echo what Ricky said. It was just... Embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. As soon as that first <laughs> goal went in, I know we weren't getting back into that. You know, I mean, what Larice is doing on the floor, I've no idea. Because if he just stood up, he'd have caught it, it would have hit his chest and he would have caught it. I've no idea what. I suppose world-class goalkeepers doing there. He's had some shaky games. I love Larice, but you know, I think it's time for a change in that that area. But the the whole defensive display just wasn't solid. I, I don't know if I read it or heard it on the TV. How can you have a back three with two holding midfield players and still get overrun? We, I mean, all right, Arsenal had three in the middle, but they just bossed that midfield, ran round us, ran rings round us. Won, won the first and second balls, especially for that second goal, that was outrageous. You know, a long clearance from Lloris, didn't win the first one, didn't win the second one, cut us apart. How much room did Odegaard have? He, he could have picked his spot. Great finish, but you know, not blaming Lloris for the second one, but why wasn't he shut down? I don't understand what's going on in this car, but the player's not playing for Conte anymore. Is Conte, in my opinion, Conte's got to take a lot of the blame today. I think he's too stubborn in his tactics. I think we should have yeah. changed from the back three. I think he should have yanked Cess on after half an hour. I just don't think he was good enough. I do, still don't think Cess is good enough. That's proved it today. There was changes need to be made. Per- Perisic should have come on He's too slow to make the changes that were needed in that game. I bet the whole crowd there could have seen that and every Spurs fan around the world. That needed changes changing fast. You know, Mourinho would have changed it, like Rick said. You know, something happened. He would have made the changes necessary at least to give us a fighting chance because it was clear we were getting overrun throughout the game. Started well, which we've done in the past. We started well at Palace. It was almost like... Mirror image of that game that we were up against a much much better team in Arsenal. There was no way we was going to come back into that. We we there was no way at all. Um, I, as I said earlier, I'm just getting to a point now. I'm just sick of it because you know where the, this is going every single week. You get up because we beat Palace, but let's be honest, we've always beat the Palace. Palace, you know. Let's not forget how badly we lost against Villa. You know, there's been. Told, let me ask you guys a question. Anybody watching? When was the last time you enjoyed watching Tottenham for ninety minutes? Craig, I, I, I can't asked, remember when that was.
3: I ask this question to to the guests every single week, and I asked and I asked the guy sitting next to me today the same question, um, because all season I don't feel that we've been entertained. And you know, a lot of people say, well, when you win games and you pick points up, a lot of people forgive that because you're winning. Um, but I'm I'm totally with you. I haven't been entertained. Um, All season, Um, you know, when you talk about real entertainment Mm. and I hate to say it because people are going to say, oh, you're on the Pochettino bandwagon. But, you know, that entertaining football where we were all coming away from stadiums and and, and watching it on the TV going, wow, that was a fantastic display. We haven't done that Mm. this season. And, you know, things do need to change. Um, It's interesting what you said as well about um, Odegaard's goal, because the amount of time and the amount of space that he had then, and during the game, which, of course, we will go through the key instance of the match, they had a number of opportunities like that. Thomas Partey, of course, hit the post with a fantastic strike. No one closing down. Um, the amount of goals, um, you know, people won't like me for saying this, but 2-0 probably flattered us because they could have had a whole a whole lot more. It did. Mm. Um, Simone, let's, let's come to you. It's, let's get your thoughts Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're right. I
4: mean...
3: Um, yeah. But before we do... Before we do, Simone, there's a a comment here from Roy. Uh, It could have been seen as a game of two halves. Could it be argued that the goalkeepers uh, were the difference? Bottom line today was a disaster and not good enough. I I certainly agree with you, Roy. Thanks for your comment, Um, Simone. Let's get let's get your thoughts on tonight's game.
5: Guys, I'm getting boring to to describe the differences between the first office and the second office of 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 uh, this season because, of course, we are talking about uh, a team that starts so slowly and uh, a team that uh, is trying to react every time, every time in the, in the, in the second half. Is, uh, for sure, first of all, guys, it's, it's very difficult to, to describe what happened today because it's not just a defeat. It's not just a defeat in a North London derby. It's a defeat to your rivalries that become the real favorite to win the titles, to win the title. And it changed completely the situation about Spurs, about Levy, about Conte, about Harry, about Sonny, about everyone. This is trying to, to, to change the, the, the situation. So, very, very many, many, many aspects to underline, many aspects to, to discuss about. Very, very hard afternoon, hard evening to take. For uh, every sports
3: fan around the world. Samari, in your opinion, what needs to change immediately?
5: What needs to change, Chris? It's a very, very big question. Uh, first of all, the attitude, the attitude to the, the face office, that has to be a problem in every every game uh, during the, the the world season. I'm angry towards Antonio as well. Because Antonio, in every press conference, he is the one that is blaming, that is uh, asking for time and patience, and he's still the one that is refusing to sign a new contract. So it's the time. He's, he's asking for time and patience, but he's still uh, refusing to sign a new contract. And this is the difference. And in every, every, every single press conference, is. Still saying that the top four, the big four in England are Church, Man Man City and Liverpool. He never, never, never from last summer, he never spelled Arsenal. Arsenal nowadays is at the top of the table. Eight points I had on Man City, nine points ahead on Man United they are trying to make the miracle they are trying to make the miracle and they're trying to to win the title so it's a big failure for him right now so i'm not saying uh conti push or hashtag like that but i'm just seeing what's happening at the, around the club right now even in Italy, guys even in italy Simone, so are
3: you still behind Antonio Conte? Do you think that he is the right man to take Tottenham forward? Because there are a lot of comments coming in stating that um, we now need to change our manager. Who are you with? Are, are you Conte in or Conte out?
5: Chris, uh, I still Conte in. I still Conte in because uh, we are coming from uh, Jose Mourinho and Nuno Espirito Santo, So if I have to choose, I'm, I'm still backing Antonio. I got a lot of, uh, I rate him a lot, to be honest, because he's a Serie winner, he won in Juventus, he won in Inter de Milan, he won in Chelsea, he made a fantastic spell with the Italian national team, we in Italy know him very, very, very well. But just like I said in the past, he's not someone that stays so much time into a single club. And to bring Tottenham back to that Pochettino levels, you need to spend time at the club. It's not about two years. Look at Ateta. They cope with their troubles. They stay behind him. They cope with everything. Three seasons in a row. Very, very tough. Very, very difficult for them. But now, nowadays, they fail a season to to finish into the top four. Now they are trying to win the titles and they've got incredibly because no one gave them a chance. They are trying to win the titles, and they've got nowadays a huge chance to to win the to win the Premier League, and that's incredible. This is football. Huh? This is uh, this is football, guys. But it sounds like uh, incredible nowadays. So this is my
3: my my feeling. Can I ask the same question to you, Ricky and Craig, um, about Antonio Conte? Are you still are you still with him? Are you are you still backing Antonio Conte?
0: For, for, for me, I am. Um, I, I still don't think he's been given an, enough of the tools that he needs to kind of implement the system that he wants. You know, um, we, we know about both fullbacks, right and left. Perisic, you know, w- was one of these soldiers that have come in that he requested, and we've seen why he requested him, and we've seen what he brings to the side. You know, Kulu and Bentonka, uh, when they came in, um, again, two players that both him and Par- paratechi knew about and knew that they could trust them to do the job that was needed at that time and we saw what that done to us last year um you know Romero another one so it's like it, it's we we have to because our squad is so far behind
1: <laughs>
0: and there's this look there's some of those players that were there that have been there since Poch, um that you know we that had a turn of form last year and Went out for the fight um, and got us into that top four position. But when you get there, you have to build on the foundations that you're trying to you're, you're trying to implement. They, you know, we've rinsed and repeated a lot of players. I, I I I saw Dyer today leave certain things and allow people to kind of just glide past him today. You know. Um, you know, I don't. I, there's just we, we know about the right wing back and the left and Sesenion. We, we've known about them for 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 a long time. We've we've known that we've needed somebody of real quality in in the middle as well. You know, we've all been we've we've said it every single week. So I don't want to just repeat ourselves, but I'm sure we will do anyway. But um, I, I I still back him. I still back him, and I think that if you was to give him what he needs right now, then I think that at least. We're we're building and we're going forward, and we can see the type of content right, that that he wants to bring to Tottenham. But right now, it's just not there. And I, and I think that if we continue, if we if we come out of this um, transfer period and we don't build and we don't add and we don't inspire this squad, then I think we will we'll be Titanic FC again, just rolling Are on you- them waves.
3: Rick, are you surprised on how many people are questioning Antonio Conte as Spurs boss? Because I'm very much, um, you know, as you guys know, I'm very much uh, you know, behind Antonio Conte. I think he's a world-class manager. I think if there's anyone who's going to be successful, it is Conte at Spurs. Um, But as Simone said earlier, um, he hasn't committed to Spurs. His contract ends on the 30th of June. Um, I'm worried about the direction and the ambition of the club again as i said this, you know, over over the last few years, under Pochettino, under Jose Mourinho, under Nuno Espirito Santo, and now, of course, under Conte. This transfer window, as Conte said in the last couple of weeks, you know, you need to um, upgrade and and, and buy new players, 50, 60, 70 million pound players, good players to walk into the starting 11. This transfer window is absolutely key, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely key. And I'm not surprised that some people are criticising Conte because the thing is that when Conte came into the club, he, he rose the bar. He held the board to account. He he, he gave us hope again. He gave a, he, he inspired us all. We all, we all backed yeah. him from the start. We all sang his name from the start. We all pushed him. We all knew that somebody as strong and as ruthless as he is, if anybody could turn the fortunes of this club around, it would be him. But again... You know, look the, the the squad itself with people like Basuma and and um, I would say Spence, but Spence ain't getting a look in, is he? But I, he's up the squad, right? He's up the level of the squad, but he hasn't been able to do that in in the first eleven. You know, we've bought, we spent sixty mil on Richarlison. We haven't seen much of him because of injury, and in the league, he hasn't, he still hasn't scored. You know, he still hasn't had an opportunity really. He scored two great headers in the Champions League and thank goodness he did at that point. Um, But we we still haven't seen what he can bring to the side. And because he rose the bar, um, I think that he can be criticised as well in the sense of, like we've said, you know, the changes. Whether that's a sub change or whether that's a formation change or whether that's a personnel's change. We expect him because we've all said for a long time now since he's been here, he is a serial winner. He knows what to do to get this side winning and to push it forward because he's done it everywhere he's been. So why ain't it happening right now? Or why ain't there changes coming earlier? Or why didn't you know why are you waiting until the 87th minute to try and bring on Brian Hill, who, who might be able to change the game? There's certain decisions that are being made now that people are questioning. And I don't think that's a, criticism, like a negative criticism of Conte. I think it's because he rose the levels. He is showing us that he is Harrods. Do you know what I mean? And he, he's, he's the best that you can, you, you can get. So we expect the best that we can get from the best in the business. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't see it as a ne- negative criticism. But I think the fans are entitled to, to be upset with him. Uh, like uh, Simone said there about his contract. We've known about that. We've known about the contract situation. And it's only been this year, just before this, that we started the season again after the World Cup, it's only been this year where, where I've kind of been apprehensive about him signing a new deal. Pre World Cup, I was like, he's signing 100%. This is a club for him. Everything's there for him to, to build something, everything's there for him to achieve something, as long as the club continue to back him and back the vision. But um, I, after those press, press conferences, pre the restart and in the first couple of games of the restart, I was just like, Oh, I don't know about this, which again, why would you as a club, as a board, and they can use this as an excuse now of why they don't invest. Why would you invest in a 60 million or a 50 million pound player for a manager that may not be there in the summer? And then we've got a managerial search again. And then we've got another manager who comes in, who doesn't play free at the back. He plays a different system altogether. And then we've got to remix the squad again. So, um like, like Simone said there, uh, he asks for time and patience, but he has to show a little bit of commitment now as well, whether he wants to be with us or whether he doesn't.
3: Ricky, just a quick yes or no. Will Antonio Conte be our manager on the 1st of July?
1: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery delivery now on the McDonald's app.
0: I, I can't answer it, Brad. Right now, I can't answer. I can't. Because
3: you know what, as as things stand, I don't think he will be.
0: I mean, do you know what the evidence shows us right now? Especially with the board not being able to guarantee certain players or certain budgets, that it, it, it doesn't seem like a a great place to be right now. Um, so you know, your 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 fears or your suspicions are probably going to end up being true, especially if we go and get some players that he doesn't want again and then they just sit in the squad and then they lose their value and then we lose money on that. It, it's just going to, it feels like it's a house of cards ready to fall over at any moment. So I I, I see why you say that, Chris, but I'm trying to still I'm wrong. be hopeful. I'm trying to I, still be hopeful myself, but...
3: Yeah, I, I really do hope I'm wrong and I'm hoping in the next 16 days that we actually go out and back this manager in, in the right way that he should be backed. Um, let's wait and see. Um, Craig let's come to you on the same question um, about Antonio Conte are you fully behind Conte and I ask that question uh, for you especially because you've just said you haven't been entertained all season so are you enjoying Antonio Conte's style of football do you think he is the man to drive Tottenham forward
4: to be honest I've lost a bit of love for Conte, to be honest, over the last few weeks. I've, hand on heart, I never thought Clay was a perfect fit for Tottenham, but there's no doubt he's a world-class manager. When you bring in a manager like that, I thought, okay, the board know what type of manager he is. He's not a long-term project manager, so they're going to throw money at it like all the other big clubs seem to do, rightly or wrongly, but at least we'll get somewhere, at least we'll improve and then when he does leave you've got a squad that's in a better place than it was before he joined. When you look at the Spurs last three managers, they've been more pragmatic defensive managers though. You can't mm-hmm. deny it. You went from Jose to Nuno and now Conte. They're not potch or redneck type managers, are they? That's where we, we had all them years of being entertained. You said, you said Chris and now we you know you can to a degree take Winning every week, and of course, you'd take winning every week if you're not playing particularly attractive football. I mean, look at the Nuno first three games, we won all three of them 1 0. It was bloody awful to watch, but we, we had nine points from nine available. Yeah, you know, so but then of course, we all know what happened. And for me, like I say, I've never thought Conte was the perfect fit for Tottenham, but look at the moment, I still think I'm backing, but I totally agree with what Ricky said. It's almost like the irresistible first false up against the immovable object. I can get Daniel Levy saying to him, Well look here's your contract, here's what we're prepared to offer you and he's saying I don't want to sign it, what would you do as an owner of the club? You can't you can only throw so much money at it. It's, it's obvious to me that Conte's not all about money. That you know, if he thinks he's gonna be you know, if, if Levy's promised him we're gonna get these these players in, we're gonna go for these players, we're gonna spend big it's it's inherently difficult in January to get in, you know, the players that you want because the players might not wanna even move. So I I have some Great. Great. sympathy it, for Daniel. So, so,
3: so many people keep saying about how, how difficult it is to get deals done in January. All the other teams around us are getting deals done in January.
4: They are. They are. But when I'm talk, talking about getting deals done, it's clear, clearly obvious how many holes there are in this squad. You're not going to be able to put a squad in January. You're just going to get... A, if you're lucky, like we were last year, you get a Kur and Kulashevsky. Now, whether you think we're going to get go, go and get Poro, I don't know. I don't know much about him. You know, I, I want him in as much as everybody else. But to be honest, I've, I don't know much about him. You know, if, uh, if that's the player Conte wants, go and get him. As long as, you know, you, you've got to look at that deal and say, you know, they're, they're going to have 40 million or whatever it is, his release, release if they don't think it's worth that. At what point do you pull out of that deal? I don't know. I'm not, not, you know, up on how this works, but I'm a bit annoyed. Conte won't sign a new deal because, personally, if you're asking me the question, I think he's going to be gone on July the first. I don't think he's going to stay if he doesn't go before. Um, And then what do you do? Pochettino standing in the wings? Do we go and get him back? But then again, I think if you go with any manager, like Rick said, you might get a manager who wants to play four at the back. You know, and then you're back to square one. I, d- I don't know what the answer is. If I'm honest, and would Conte leaving solve it? No. Nope. Would Conte staying solve it if he's not back? No. Nope. So I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, Simone might be able to say more about you know, the side into Milan and all, all that. What went on there? Is Conte a bloke that if he's not getting what he wants, he just walks? He doesn't care about the money. He'll just walk. He won't wait to be sacked. So. You know, and if that happens, oh, God, we're, we're, we're in serious doo-doo. But it can't that's go exactly on was, this.
3: Yeah, That That is exactly what I was going to come on to, actually. Um, Simone, of course, you're based in Milan. Uh, you would have seen Antonio Conte's career very closely. Um, of course, he won Serie A with Inter um, and then left. So it goes to show that he could leave even after winning a Serie A title. Um, how do you see this panning out? at Tottenham with him and his contract?
5: Is just like Craig said, he's not a long-term manager project. He's not perfect for that kind of profile. He's an instant. Just like uh, uh, you said, he's an instant manager. He came to the club, he, uh, he used to make, and last season too, made a miracle to finish into the top four with that team. Because, for me, I completely agree with what he says in every every press conference. He made a miracle. But if you want to try to build up something for the future, maybe you need someone that is loyal. Whatever happens in the circumstances, whatever happens in uh, in other clubs, you need a manager that can stay at the club for very many many seasons just like poch did in your past and this is an aspect that i'd like to to underline Uh, it's not a secret that antonio never never played a champions league semi-final so we are talking about a top class world class manager in terms of winning an instant title making something incredible uh, when he uh, got appointed with, with some club. But in Europe, something does not go for its way. So this season, uh, I was asking something more by, from Antonio. And uh, I don't, I'm not receiving the answers that uh, I'd love. I would have loved to, to receive.
3: Simone, let's stay with you for a second. Uh, another comment yeah. here from Jerome. Uh, Pedro Poro has a release clause. If we were serious, we'd be paying uh, that and get the man. Absolutely furious with the direction of the club. How how do you feel about the direction of the club since Antonio Conte come in? Um, because surely, you know, Jerome is right. Pedro Poro, we know the price. It is a clear uh, price. It's a, it's a clear deal. If you want the player, pay the release clause. Chris, do you th- Chris. <laughs> Do you uh, think that Spurs will pay this release clause for Pedro Porro?
5: I don't know. I think that Pedro Porro is a fantastic right-back. Right I don't know if he's a good right-wing back. And that's a big difference. Big, big difference in terms of Antonio Conte's football. I think that he's a very good player. I think that he has got uh, a lot of potential. But Premier League is Premier League, as you know. So, it's not about uh, Daniel Levy back in Conte, the board back in Conte. It's all about, guys, the recruitment. You know, which are, which are the most paid cotton deals in the last couple of seasons, in the last four or five years? Davinson Sanchez, Tangindo Indombele, Gio Loselzo when you needed to bring in Bruno Fernandes. Because the first choice for Maurizio Pochettino wasn't Gillo it was Bruno Fernandes. So it's, I am reading a lot of comments, I'm hearing a lot of comments. Guys, it's not about uh, how much money you have. Of course, we are talking about the Premier League, Man City, Chelsea, Newcastle, Menu. I completely agree with you. But what is going to make the difference at the end of the day is not just the money, it's the way you are going to spend your money. And it is the difference. I remember 15 years ago, Erwin Ennape brought in Manuela de Bayor for £5 million, Rafael van der Vaart for £80 million, Jermaine Defoe back from Posmuth for £7, £7 million, things like that. Aaron Lennon from Leeds, Gareth Bale from Southampton. So it's not about uh, sports history. It's like that. It's not about how much or how many money you spend on a player, because of course, money don't say don't, don't don't say the truth. And of course, we are talking about uh, the biggest summer transfer in the recent history of Tottenham, because sixty million pounds from for Richarlison. 25 for a top bargain, just like Bisuma, that Antonio Conte is currently ruining. Because Bisuma, guys, is a top, top Premier League player. He's one of the best. But if you play 3 for 3, you have just two players in the midfield. You need three players, just like today. Odegaard, Shaka, and Thomas Partey were completely dominating the game. And Antonio, I don't know. Maybe he was sleeping, but that's the truth. That's the truth. And the reason why Antonio never played a Champions League semifinal and just once a Champions League quarterfinal is that he's completely unable to change the system, a system during the game. It's all about 3 for 3 or 3-5-2. Three it's all about the system, but that's a mistake. So, of course... Living needs to improve. I'm reading and hearing a lot of criticism about the board, about the chairman, and uh, I completely agree with some of them. But of course, I need to be honest. If I want, if you want a, an honest answer, I need to be critical as well. As an Italian that retain rate a lot, Antonio Conte, be critical of him, of his tactics, guys. It's not about uh, uh, entertaining football, Fossil football, because uh, I remember very well a manager that now is a manager of menu. So I'm talking about Eric Tenag. Uh, nowadays, uh, everyone talks about him, but we are talking about someone that just four years ago he managed to lose a Championship semi final because he simply wa- was unable to defend so he was leading 3-0 against Tottenham Lucas Mora scored three goals so it's not about entertaining football modern football attractive football if you love this kind of uh, uh, expressions but I need to be honest and say Antonio even if he is a pretty football he's not someone that is known in the world to, to be able to play a fantastic football Antonio is a top manager but he needs to receive some criticism because he's the one that is currently refusing to sign a new contract. And if, if, and if him, I am in a dressing room, if I am a rookie, you mentioned, or top, top players like that, I don't know what the future will do. Uh, I don't know. So these kind of considerations, uh, I think uh, they are right to, to be... On the best. Well, we've got a couple of other
3: questions here. Um Rick, let's come to you. Um two thousand G T writes, Spurs will get to the FA Cup final and Conte will be sacked the week before.
4: Um I think there's a lot of
3: sarcasm there. Um but of course It's weird because a couple of weeks ago, Conte was saying, you know, no offence to the, uh, or no disrespect to the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, but we want to be going for the Premier League and the Champions League. And then only a couple of days ago, he's saying that the FA Cup is now an important competition. Um, Of course, he said a couple of weeks ago as well, that we need a miracle to finish in the top four again, which I completely agree with, especially after today. Um, Do you think the ambition for this season in particular has now changed. Do you think that we will be taking the FA Cup a little bit more seriously than what we would have done um, to try and put that trophy in the cabinet? Perhaps.
5: Um,
0: you know what? See that that same comment was said by Poch as well, Chris. Um, yeah. About the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup, and I don't think both managers meant it as a disrespect or meant it as a as a as a kind of like as something that we don't want. Um, I think both Poch and Conte would love any trophy. Any trophy means glory, right? Yeah, so those two competitions, uh, they, they, there's an opportunity to have a bit of glory, but I think what they mean by that, both managers, both Poch and Conte, when they've said that, I think that the ambitions are higher. So it's it's not that these are not important the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup, it's not that they're not important, but where they want to be going is for the Premier League title and is for the Champions League title because it's like aiming for the stars and, you know, if you know, if, uh, aiming for the moon and if you hit the stars along the way, then fantastic, do you know what I mean, sort of thing. So I don't think it, it's as disrespectful as some might interpret. I think... I think... Um, you know, there are opportunities for glory, and the FA Cup, as you've rightly said, many weeks uh, in a row, Chris. You know, it's been a long time since we've won that, and the last time we won it, I think it was the eighth time that we won it. And we, you know, the FA Cup used to be our trophy. And
3: Rick, I, I've been saying it. For, I've been saying it since 1991. This is what I'm saying, <laughs> bro. Since the bloody well last
0: time, do you know what I mean? So, so I think it is an important. um opportunity to, to lift the trophy. I think any opportunity for this Tottenham side, we have to take. Uh, because again, with the, as we've been talking about the un- uncertainty under Conte right now, you know, there's uncertainty with whether Sonny would want to stay or whether Kane is going to, you know, Kane might be the, beat Greaves' record and then be like, well, that's all I can achieve with Tottenham. I've done everything that I can do. Um, and maybe it's best if I go my own way come the summer who knows you know and especially when we talk because it's a culmination of things we know about the culmination of things it's been 20 odd years of, of the same things happening year in year out with manager in a manager out so we was hoping all of us every single Spurs fan was hoping that with Conte and with Paratici by his side that especially when you bring in a manager like Conte, that we was going to go for it a bit. We was going to risk a bit and and kind of try and put our best foot forward to get the trophies, whichever which ones they are, to get these trophies in the cabinet. And that's why it's really important, you know, regardless of whether Conte is there or not, they still need to sign some decent players because the, 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 the squad itself is is behind. It's behind so many other teams, we're seeing Chelsea spend money like like nothing. We're seeing Wolves spend money. We're seeing Leeds spend money. We're seeing a lot of teams spend money. You know, uh, Southampton have done a couple of bits. I know these some of these sides are struggling, but the the more we stand still, the more we just sink like the Titanic, bro. So and we become Titanic FC again. So it's all about that inspiration. It's it's not it, 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 if they know that Conte's not going to be there, then. They have to get somebody, the, the people that they go for, they have to get, get in for the team to not only be successful this season, end of this season, but for the seasons on uh, ongoing,
5: you know, or
0: b- buy into uh, players that they can sell on again if it comes to it. I, I think we've been way too scared to sell players um, in, in recent times as well. Um, so... I think, I think every single trophy is an important opportunity for us to go and, and put something in that cabinet, which is very dusty, um, and, and, and to build some confidence within this, this side, you know, I, I, I think, look, you, we all know what it's been like for season in, season out, those players that have been there since the end of Poch, how do they feel? when the roller rollercoaster's like this all the time. They must yeah. get tired. They must get tired with it. They must get fed up with it and going, oh, goodness, here we go again. Here we go again. What are we doing here? Do you know what I mean? They mu- And you, you look at some, some of their body language or some of their energy, it, it, it's not at 100%. And, and maybe it is because they're fed up. Maybe it is the same old story. Maybe it is because, you know, that the, the players feel like they like they've been lied to. You know, we're going to bring in a world-class manager. Here's Antonio Conte. He's a serial winner. Watch what we do with him. Watch, we're going to yeah. back him. We're going to get some big players in. Oh, look, we spent 60 million on Richarlison. Oh, look, look, this is the beginning of something special. And then it falls flat again. Do you know what I mean? Every If we all know where the problems are in that squad, no matter no matter how nice and how friendly they are and how great they are as people off the field, there's certain things that are not happening on the field. So so what are you going to do? You, right now, Chelsea are in temp, but everybody that, uh, 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 around in that dressing room are looking around at each other going, what? They've spent another 90 million. What? What's going on? That's, that's my position under threat. Oh, I don't know whether I'm going to be here or, or be sold. or, or, or That's going to push their performances. And yes, they're having their dip right now, but the amount of money that they're spending,
3: you know... In, fa- in-, in fairness, though, Rick, we have seen before um, that we 've spent money like on Don Bellet and la Celso, and it hasn 't worked out. It is about the recruitment Simone said this earlier yeah. Um, yeah. with chelsea with Chelsea going out spending all of this money at the moment you know yeah, if well. if if a few more results don 't go <clears throat> their way, Graham Potter is under serious trouble there at Chelsea, and they 've just go, gone out and spent all this money on all of these new players yeah um, but it's not only
0: it 's not only the new players um chris it 's also about like players like Lukaku, who they spent £100 million on, yeah. Did, yeah.
4: Did, yeah.
0: Didn't, didn't work out and then they sent him yeah. out on loan to go and do... Kepa, they spent £71 million on, is not their, their number one. He's their number yeah. one right now because Mendy is injured, but he's yeah. not their yeah. number one. Do you know what I mean? So every time we spend money on a big player and it, we get burned because we've bought the wrong big player or the player just doesn't work out for our system, for our team, for our manager, yeah. we, we, that can't stop us from spending any more money. Sometimes you've got
3: to take the hit and play this football game. I just feel that if if, if we're going to sign players, they've got to be Antonio Conte's choices. They can't be club signings. They've got to be. If you're bringing in a world-class manager to be successful for you, then trust him. Trust him to do the job. Um, Now, let's get on to um, some more comments and and let's get on to team selection today because we haven't even discussed the the game really um, as yet. Um, comment on screen now poor first half Uh, must be Antonio Conte no Um, also squad choice Dave why didn't we uh, play Perisic and Basuma Sessignon Dyer not good enough we need three to four top class players right wing back left wing back centre back Cam get Trossard Madison and Poro and more Um, we've said this many many times on this channel a lot of us uh, have said the same thing Darren Altman of course friend of the show evening gents Um, I hate to be right uh, but as soon as I saw the team, I told you that we would get battered. Such a strange selection. We were woeful. Um, Craig, let's come to you on the team selection, because uh, I was a little bit surprised, I must say, uh, when the team did come out an hour before kickoff. off uh, in goal, the uh, back three of Romero, Dyer and Lengley, the wing-back, Doherty and Sessignon, in midfield, Hoybier and Saar, and in the front three of Son, Kane and Kulusevsky. Stubbs today, four starts, Sanchez, Rishalzen, Hill... Royale, Perisic, Davis, and Basuma. Um, I've got to say, what surprised me is that Perisic wasn't in the uh, starting eleven today, and uh, I was really surprised by Basuma not starting this game. And and, and of course, Saar coming in uh, hasn't played a lot in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt this season, and under Antonio Conte. And let's face it, this is probably the biggest game of our season. Arsenal at home. This is a game that you want to see the best possible eleven. Were you surprised by the team's selection today?
4: Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, for, for the reasons that you've um, highlighted there. Um, oh, there's a bit of fee- feedback. Can I can't hear myself. There you go. Um, yeah, no, I was surprised that Sarr came in. I mean, apparently, Bisuma took a knock on the ankle. Um, but I still maintain I think we should. it was a game we should have gone three in the middle, to be honest. But Sessignon, as I said earlier, after 20 minutes, you could see that Saka was causing him absolute murders. And what annoys me about Sessignon is he, he commits silly fouls all the time. All the time. He's trying to nick the ball, and you just can't do it sometimes. You have to just jockey. And he gave away two or three fouls in you know, difficult positions, giving, giving the ball back to the opposition. And for me, he, just hasn't, he doesn't look like he's ever at 100%, Sessignon. You know, when he was at Fulham, he used to tear up and down that line. It almost seems like it's either self-belief or whether he doesn't want to risk doing his hamstring again. I don't know. There was a couple of times he went on runs down the wing. He put in a couple of very poor crosses in that first half. And you think, just go go at the man. Go at the man. Beat him on the outside and whip in a cross. And he didn't do it. So for me, I think with Doggy coming in in summer, I think he's the one that's going to be... um, position under threat and even look to move him on because I think Perisic I think most people would agree that Perisic is a a better candidate in that role than than Sassignan is but having Sarr in the middle, massive game as I say I don't think he did particularly badly today, I thought he played okay but we were overrun in that centre midfield and it was just a bad, I blame Conte for that, you could see it wasn't working it was just a bad um, tactical set up today he should have changed that earlier and it's got to be on him that you know there's no he's the manager he, he sh- you, sh- you need to be adaptable and make those on pitch decisions and whether that means making early substitutions or shuffling the formation it was clear to everybody we were getting overrun and it, you know he was he was wrong for that in my opinion
3: Simone, same same question to you. Were, you. were you surprised by Conte's team selection today?
5: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I still have to to look at his press conference because he has to explain me why uh, Perisic was, uh, wasn't wasn't uh, even starting, just like Craig was saying, and uh, I cannot understand why Sar and not Bisuma. Because of course, guys, Sar is a very very good prospect because he can play very well the ball. But, guys, Bissouma was uh, uh, the best player for Brighton last season when Brighton beat Tottenham (laughs) in the league on April, on Easter. And uh, he scored an amazing goal against Spurs in the last game in uh, in the FA Cup. So we are talking about, guys, a fantastic player for me in uh, terms of uh, of potential. In terms of uh, Ryan Sessegnon, uh, I completely agree with you, guys. But I think that uh, this time is not uh, uh, Antonio Stolsk. I'm blaming him. I'm blaming Ryan Sessegnon, because Sessegnon has got, uh, had got a huge potential, but my feeling is that he's he's losing, uh, he's wasting a very, very important opportunity, because he's not a left wing, he's not a left back, he's a proper left wing back. So, on its way, he found the perfect manager for him antonio volte because he played a three system with a proper left wing back three for three today was his chance he finished last season very well he started against southampton this season very well i don't know if it's a mental issue i don't know if it's a physical problem a physical aspect but he's suffering a lot and today he failed an incredible chance, like in Ransail, uh, at the start of the second half, but uh, I don't see any kind of consistency in his game this season. So, of course, Ivan Perisic, thirty-three years old, a very, very uh, strong player. Uh, I expected him to start in this game, kind of, in this kind of uh, of games, in this kind of situations. There was fact. Uh, after this defeat, it's not about Spurs' ambition. <laughs> I know every sports fan around the world is about uh, which, is, which, are, which is the team that uh, is closer to win the league. <laughs> this is the problem, guys. This is the problem right now. Arsenal at the top of the table.
3: Simone, if I, if I would have asked you at the end of last season, if I had said to you, right, next January, Spurs are going to be playing Arsenal at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in the Premier yeah. League and our wing backs are going to be Sessignon and Matt Doherty, what would you have said?
5: Incredible, 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 Chris. And you know why? I, I really appreciate, I really rate Matt Doherty as a good player. Because for me, Matt Doherty, Irish, Inter- Irish international, very good player, but he's a good player. Ben Davis is a squad player. Eric Dyer is a squad player. If you want to aim to win the Premier League or to finish into, lo- into the top four, season in and season out, we are talking about, guys, players that need to be just squad players, not starters. Of course, when you pay 25 million pounds for Emerson Royal, that is the worst the worst right-wing back in the league into the Premier league this is the the consequences and and, and on to suspect i'm not blaming antonio i'm blaming paratici because i don't know why in england guys fabio paratici is overrated <laughs> in italy paratici is a very good sporting director but he's never the best he's never the best guys he's the one that uh, spent three weeks to decide the manager of sports having a lunch with the former Roma manager Paolo Fonseca on the Comos Lake then turned the attention on Gattuso then turned the attention of uh, Nuno Appoint, decided to appoint Nuno 25 million pounds for Emerson Royal 26 million pounds plus Eric Lamela for a young team that never played into the Premier League, just like Brian Gill, so my feelings is that someone has overrated the figure of Fabio Baratici. This is my my feeling, guys. Because I live in Italy, I gotta know him for a very very long time, and I know the way he acts. But. What Antonio is doing uh,
3: is quite surprising me a lot, guys. A lot. A lot. Ricky, let's come to you. Um, Another comment on screen here. I miss Pochettino. The reason it went wrong for Pochettino is because he wasn't backed. Uh, Even Conte has been backed this past year. Uh, Conte knows... uh, Sorry, Conte does need more spending. Agree with you, Chris. Uh, Buy what Conte wants. He knows how to win. what do you say to the fans who who say about Pochettino? Because Pochettino's name keeps coming up a lot, and and it's like people want to keep planning about our next manager. I don't want to I don't want to talk about a, a new manager right now. You know, don't get me wrong. I think that I would love Pochettino to come back one day, um, but I just think that some people think that Pochettino is going to come back in the near future, wave a magic wand, and everything's going to be all right again. It's just not going to work like that. Surely. Conte just needs to be given a chance, needs to be given the money to spend. And as I said earlier, needs to be given the players that he actually wants, not what the club want and not what Fabio Prasci wants or, or Daniel Levy wants. It must be what he wants.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree with you there, Chris. But the, the, the reason that we always go back to Poch is because po- Poch was Spurs inside out. He played the way yeah. that we... Like to play, he he, he, brought, he brought through the youth, he changed the midfield every every year, you know, um, he was dedicated, he loved us, he cried for us, he bled for us, he, he gave us hope, he gave us pride, he, he put fear into other sides every time they come up against Tottenham, it, it was like, it was similar to the Gooners today, the way that they're playing is the way that we used to play under Poch. Um, you know, full of energy, full of, full of vigor. And, and it's not like every single game went our way, but we had that comeback ability about us as well. There was times that we was down in the 90th minute and would come back to win a game, you know, um, he he gave us so much and he took us as, as, as far as anybody has taken us, you know, he took us to the Champions League final. And we, we all know as Spurs fans that it was a missed opportunity to not, back him in those two, three windows, however long it was when we didn't sign a player. We knew everybody could feel it in the pit of our stomach. And and that's what is really I think has contributed to the the kind of disappointment and ferocity that we have a, a, against the board every time that there's an opportunity to move forward, to push forward, to build on what you've just just put down, the foundations that you've just laid you end up smashing those foundations, cracking it to pieces and starting again, and it, it's difficult. But, you know, like, you know, it, it, as soon as I think about Poch, I, I, I smile, bro, and I can't help it. And, you know, the day that, the, the day that they sacked him, I remember I was, <laughs> I was doing a washing up, I was listening to the radio at the same time, and they, they came through on the radio talks for that, um, you know, that sack Pochettino. And I said no, right? The way that I said no was like, people say no in the movies when their loved one, you know, when their partner has died and they're grabbing, they're holding on. They're like, no! Like, bro, that's how I said no. Yeah. And it was with yeah. my yeah. heart. Like yeah. so much so that my missus ran down and was like, what, 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 what's happened? What? Because it was one of those panic yeah. no's, do you know what I mean? She didn't know whether I, I'd injured myself. She didn't know whether there's there's been like somebody had passed. Away. She didn't know anything. She just heard the the tone of my no, bro, and she was like, "What?" And I was just like, "I can't believe it, babe. They've sacked him. Do you know what I mean?" And you know, she she you know she um, she understood, but at the same time, she's like, "Oh, I thought it was something serious." And to me, it was. It was really serious because he he was he was one like Simone was saying there. He was one that would go through the thick and the thin with us. He really did build that side. He really yeah. did implement so many things that were destroyed as soon as he, he left. Mourinho came in and started breaking down those foundations that he built. Yeah. Nuno came in and, you know, finished them. And that's why when Con- Conte turned up, we was like, oh, please, please. We're, 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 okay, we're going to go with somebody who plays a different style, as in a three at the back, where we that I think our, still our best formation was four two three one. 3 one I think that's the best way that we got the best yeah. out of the side and the best the the the, the best uh, style of play as well. Um but I was like, okay, cool, you know, we've got this top class manager in, world class manager in. So look, maybe we're gonna get our Tottenham back. And little bit by little bit we just kept building and in that end of the season last year, the way that they just went on a run, the way that we beat the Gooners last year, the way that we beat Norwich last year, the way that we, we Sonny got his got a golden boot last year. There, there were so many good things that were happening that I was like, oh my gosh, we've got our Tottenham back, you know? Like, that that style of play that we were playing at towards the end of the season, that was a Tottenham that I was looking forward to seeing this season. Oh, I, I thought that we was going to spend 80 to 100 million on Bastoni. Just go get him. I thought we were serious, you know? Um, obviously, Bastoni wanted to stay at his club. That, that's totally understandable. I totally get it, um, you know... Um, but that's that this is where the ups and downs are coming from and this is where the kind of like i say the the upset and and the anger is coming from from the from the the, the fans point of view is because again we've got this guy we're 15 days into the the transfer window i don't know how we don't didn't have a plan for this transfer window We've said in the summer, we said that the, the most important positions for a Conte system, and Simone, you can, you can jump in on it as well, is a right wing back and a left wing back. Now, to me, Sess, you know, Doherty didn't do nothing for me today. Again, was ineffective, done nothing for me. He was there as a person that helped the back line. And I say helps in inverted commas, really, because I didn't really see him do anything. Sessignon, Sess, do you know what? Sess reminded me. You know, he is bereft of confidence. He is. And I I don't know what it is, but do you know who he looked like to me, body language-wise? He looked like David Bentley today. Do you remember when David Bentley? Yeah. We we spent money on David Bentley. Yeah. And there was, was, you know, after he'd done my But that was a
5: mistake. That was was a mistake, mistake. Ricky. Because, of course, as a right-winger, you already had got one of the best at the time, just like Carol Lennon. So... Absolutely do you, do you, pointless.
3: Do you, know what, uh, do you know what, Rick? Earlier on in the season when we lost uh, the Carabao Cup game uh, against Forest, um, oh, a player passed the ball out to him. The ball literally went under his foot. It went out for a throw. Um, he looked very disappointed. The fans were very disappointed. That same incident happened again in today's game.
0: It happened a couple of times. It happened a couple of times. It, it wouldn't fall for him. He couldn't control it. He couldn't beat a player. This is what I'm saying. And, and that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of David Bentley towards the end of his time, where it just looked like he just didn't have it in his heart anymore. And I hope that's not the case because he's still a young player. Do you know what I mean? Before his career, whether that's at Tottenham or not, I hope that's not the case for him, you know, as a man and as a player and as somebody in is doing a job that he loves to do. I hope that he, has, he hasn't lost that. But it, that's what it looked like to me, you know, and... We, we, we've, we've got to, like you say about Conte and, and the play. We, we've got to be able to give him the tools so that he can implement his system. We yeah. can't just keep rinsing and repeating and trying to get a few more drops out of players that are tired or that are not working, or we're trying to fit a, a square peg in a ran hole just for, for to, to save an extra five mil. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, everybody has to be a bit more ruthless right now. You know, from top to bottom. There there has to be some... We have to see the plan. We have to see what's going on uh, with Conte. And and we have to buy some serious players. We're changing the squad. It's a process. Yes, they have spent money. But we know there's so much more that needs to be done.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Guys, uh, trust me. The biggest difference between Antonio and Mauricio is that with Antonio, you just want to see... Eastern results with Mauricio, it's all about time and patience because you can wait someone who loves you, someone who loves you, that is ready to stay three, five, four or five and half years, waiting and asking, rightly so, for time and patience. This is the the, the biggest difference, because Antonio is the same that is asking you time and patience, but it's the same that is refusing to sign a new contract. So it's absolutely pointless. And he's damaging the the, the lesson room. I think that is incredible what he's doing right now. To be honest, guys. Today, I think his statics were completely wrong. Playing against the best teams in terms of ball possession. 3 for 3 With the same dynamics. Same system. Two midfielders. Pepe Matassad and Pierre-Emi Leuberg against Odegaard. Thomas Party and the same Granit Shaka. Three, three versus one, two is incredible, guys. We are talking about huge mistakes. If you look at the championship or uh, League One or League Two, no one, I'm sure, no one in England will do the same mistakes. Who will do the same mistakes? No one.
3: Craig, let's come to you. A couple, couple of comments here. Um, pointless change in the manager. Still the same squad. Completely agree. Another comment here. uh, Spurs need major investment in the window or they won't make Europe. I suspect we can kiss Europe goodbye. Um, Is this um, a big worry to you even at this stage um, of the season? Because we're now five points adrift of the top four.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And look who we got coming up. We got two games against City and a high flying Fulham as well. So, you know, it could be by the end of January, I don't want to say it, we could have slipped further down that table. But all I'll say, if you somebody had said to you at the beginning of the season, mid-January, you're going to be above, well above, Chelsea and Liverpool, you'd think we would be third, something like that. Just so happens that Man- Manchester United are having a bit of a renaissance. Newcastle are playing fantastic. And obviously, let's not talk about that mob down the road. I mean, I don't think anybody could have seen that coming. But... It just goes to show that a squad of young players, and if you do give a manager time and, you know, there's belief within the club that that manager is the right for your club, that, you know, you can work some good stuff. Does the club not think that um, Potch, I've got Potch on the brain, (laughs) does the club not think Conte is the... Is the man who's going to take us forward. Like I come back to what I said earlier. If they think he's going to be off in the summer, are they going to spend tons of money? Because if I was running the club, I, would, I wouldn't. And that's why I lay a bit of blame at Conte's door. You know, show us that you want to be a lead in our club for the next two or three years. Sign the contract. You know, you've got well, to show a bit of good faith and goodwill yourself, you know. I'm not, let, Conte's not off the hook.
3: Let, let me ask that question then, Craig, because um, you're saying about Conte. Do you think the club, at the moment, do you think that they want him to stay or do you think they've got something else planned?
4: I, I genuinely think they probably want to keep Contact at the club, but there's only so much you're going to take off somebody is saying, no, I don't want to sign yet, I want to see what you do. Well, no, hang on, Conte's an employee of the club and if the club want Conte to stay and they've offered him stuff and they're, they're going to, you know, they say, look, we're going to back you, we're going to back you, but we need you to sign this contract first. I don't think that's You know, for me, if he's got six months left on his contract as opposed to three years, you know, if he's doing crap, they're going to get rid of him regardless. They're going to sack him. He can still walk away. If he's going to walk away, does it matter to him whether he walks away um, with four months left on his contract or three years left on his contract? So sign the bloody contract. If you want to commit to Tottenham Hotspur, the club's bigger than you, mate, sign the contract. And then we will back you. Conte is not blameless in this. That, that, it winds me up that people think that, you know, this is all Conte, you know, and Conte's the, uh, the goose that laid the golden egg. Do you know what I mean? He's a great manager. He's a world-class manager, but we want commitment from you. And that, that's what I want to see so, because, because he's not blameless in all this. And it annoys me that he, he can't change, you know, he can't change systems mid-game particularly well. He, he didn't see today where he was getting overrun. Has he improved players? Yes, absolutely, he has. But is there, is there a limit to even his powers? There obviously is, because are the players still playing for him? Some of them, I just think, have reached their pinnacle and they can't do any more, to be honest with you, and that's where we need to strengthen.
3: Craig, another comment here. Uh, players like Session, Dyer, uh, Doherty, Royale, Davis, Sanchez are not consistent. They need to be sold. Uh, good game may be them uh, poor for... Uh, several games. Oh, okay, keep Conte, but Levy needs to buy Conte players. Um, he talks about a process, and even Conte has said many times about time and patience. But it just seems whenever us Spurs fans are talking about our squad, it just seems that there are a whole host of players that we all agree on that are not good enough. Now, when you're yeah. when you're in an Antonio Conte squad, he does need a better squad, doesn't he?
4: He does, but I th- I genuinely think because uh, there's got to be an element of this because we've got such a fantastic stadium, they've got fantastic facilities, lovely training ground, nice hotel at the training ground. They look they waited on hand and foot. Players do not want to leave this club, no matter how crap we think they are. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you've got to look at Emerson Rail. He don't want to go anywhere. Because he's getting no. paid a, a really good wage. He's, 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 he's a, he comes into a lovely working environment. He's working with a world-class manager. Why would you want to leave that? he said, say, I'll just run my contract down. It's the same as Lucas Moura. I mean, all right, he's had his, his injuries this year, and I would never hold anything against Lucas Moura that night in Amsterdam he gave us. We'll remember that forever. He'll be welcomed back at the stadium. But he's 30 or whatever he is now. Time for him to move on. But somebody like Emerson Royale needs to be moved on. We can't even sell players like Harry Winks and Domberlake. The Celso, no. uh, Regulon, these players, why can't we sell these players? Because nobody wants to bloody buy them. That's why. You know? Yeah. So, why I did hear Paratici is good at getting players in, but he's not so good at moving players on. And it's kind of beginning to show now, isn't it? You know, you just take a hit on these players, write them off as a bad job, get rid of them, get rid of them, because they're all still on the books. And you've still got Joe Roden as well. I've probably forgotten a couple as well that are still on them. So, it, 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 it's a mess at the moment. Craig, it's funny, Craig, well,
0: you, you know Go One on. minute, on, on Emerson Royal, right? And him not wanting to leave and players that don't want to leave. There's a, there's a difference between our club and in big clubs. Emerson Royal didn't want to leave Barcelona, but Barcelona said, we've got a 25 million b- bid, you're going. He was promised to be the starting right back at Barcelona when he came back from Batiste. But the money dropped on the table. Barcelona needed it. it, and they were like, "I'm sorry. I know you want to say you're a lovely guy. I know that we promised you this when you when we first signed you, but you gotta go, bro." And and there's a ruthlessness with with big teams. Do you know what I mean? Like there it. is a yeah. there, there is a ruthlessness, and sometimes when they're happy to sit there, you've got to be like, well, you know, you're going. We've got a bid for you. You're going, or you can then sit in the reserves. You know, I, 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 I don't know how far we... I don't know how, to, how many times we've got to kind of, you know, pander to some of these players that want to stick around or whatever the case may be. Sometimes I know that Levy asks too much money for for the players that are on loan and are on sale and or whatever, but you've got to come to a deal. If it's time to get rid of... It's time to get rid. Do you know what I mean? You have to take a cut if, if, and a hit if that means the team and the and the club moving forward. Otherwise, we can hold on to these and keep them happy forever we want. But then where are we going to be in the league? Where are we going to be? Are we going to be in Europe? What are we going to achieve with these players that are only there to kind of cash in and get get their dough and and be happy to be in the under-21s or the reserves or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you've got... We've been saying this for a long time. Act like a big club. Barcelona said, listen, we've got the bid. See you later. So, (laughs) you know? Sorry. We,
3: we've seen, we've seen as well, Ricky. Under Jose Mourinho, of course, we played in the Europa Conference League. Uh, under Nuno and Conte, we played in the uh, Europa uh, Conference League, and now, of course, we're playing in the Champions League. Massive amount of money, massive, massive difference. Um, and as I've said many times, I think that um, the ball do need to fully back Conte. Uh, another comment on screen, Simone, Let's come to you on this one. Uh, Conte yeah. could sign a contract and still walk in the summer. Um, if things aren 't going to plan, I think he 's trying to force the ball to do something now. Surely, this situation with Conte has to be different to all of the other managers under Enoch and Daniel Levy. Surely, this has to be the point where something just has to be different
5: surely I hope so I hope so I hope so. I hope so. My regret is that they didn 't uh, Eric and uh, Daniel levy didn 't do what what Mauricio wanted to do. Because, of course, guys, for, uh, for Antonio, they did an increase of capital last summer. £100 million for Richardson, Addison, and other important players. They never did for other managers. So, actually, I need to be honest. I need to be honest. Even if I totally agree with you and many that are criticizing Daniel Levy. But they backed Conte. I was waiting for something more from Antonio, by Antonio, and Antonio, this season, is failing to provide, because I'm going to remember that in every press conference, at the start of the season, he was quoted, he was saying that Man United, Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea were the top four. Top four team are there. <clears throat> Arsenal are winning the league, Antonio, <laughs> this is a... Uh... A very important aspect on the line if you want to be the Tottenham manager and if you want to be the Tottenham manager and you decide to pick up and to start Pepe Matassar let's do it against Palace let's do it against Posmuth, but don't do it against Arsenal it's all about Tottenham Arsenal guys if you want to be the proper Tottenham manager you cannot do this kind of mistake and today, guys, today, today, even if I'm an Italian journalist and uh, I rate him a lot, trust me, a lot, because we are talking about one of the best Italian managers of the last uh, uh, 10, 15 years. Uh, he's doing mistakes, guys. He's doing
3: mistakes. So, Mario, I don't think I asked you that question. Do you think Conte will be the manager on the 1st of July?
5: Well, uh Chris, I'm a romantic man. You got to Yes know or me. no? And... No.
2: Don't...
3: <laughs> no. Ricky, Ricky, sometimes you've got to just get rid of the grey areas. Just a yes or no answer. <laughs> I can't do it,
0: bruv. I can't do it. I've got too many grey areas.
3: Look. I know, we're 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 all going grey supporting this club, I tell you. Um Simone, let's stay with you. Nigel writes here, catch-22. Conte won't commit unless they spend. They won't spend unless he commits. Haven't seen world-class yet. What have you made of Conte's time at Spurs? Do you think that we have come on? Leaps and bounds under Conte? Do you think that he is
5: still the man? I think he did a miracle last season. It's not about Guardiola. It's not about Klopp. He did. he, He was the only one that could do something like that. Bringing Tottenham from Welfare Conference League to Welfare Champions League was a miracle. In seven months of work, he was asking about time, rebuilding foundations. Completely agree. Fantastic job. In every Chris Collins show last season, I was supporting Conte, and Chris knows it. This season, uh, I'm a little bit critical about him because he deserves to be criticized uh, about it. But.
3: Can I just bring in this other question here? Uh, do, you th- do you think he's doing it on purpose um, about uh, the tactics and player choices today, um, either to force Levy to back him or eventually to uh, to be forced to sack, to be sacked?
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, I don't think it's about uh, forcing him to be sacked because it's four months of contract, guys. I could understand if we were talking about uh, something like uh, 3 years contract, four-year contracts, five-year contracts. Because, of course, Antonio Antonio is not a sports fan. Maurizio Pochettino loves sports. Antonio is a fantastic professional, but he's working for Tottenham right now. Maybe in times of uh, next summer. We don't know. We don't know. So I don't think it's the right uh, speech of saying it.
3: Right, Ricky, let's come to you. Let's talk about the game. Um, After seven (laughs) minutes... Let's talk about the game after an hour and 20.
4: (laughs) Make it it quick.
3: Uh, I didn't think I'd I'd be laughing on this stream, I must say. Um, After seven minutes, Hugo Lloris took too long on the ball, um, eventually gave the ball away. Uh, It was then crossed. um, And and Ketia uh, had the shot. Hugo Lloris then made a good save. I tell you what, a lot of Spurs fans were frustrated again with Hugo Lloris at that point. What yeah, did you make of
0: I mean, his performance today? It, I, I, honestly, it was one of the worst, mate. It was one of the worst. I mean, look, he came back and there was a couple of saves. Um, but uh, Sessegnor didn't help on the left-hand side. The amount of times that we were talking about dribbles or, you know, like him losing the ball or, like, him not, you know, so he, he didn't help down that, that, down that side either. Um, you know, Saka was all, all over that back line um, on their right-hand side, our left. Uh, and Lloris L- I think he, he you know after that goal was conceded if you would have seen his reaction and I know you probably haven't seen it as yet Chris on TV but he was mumbling and he was talking he was ranting to himself in French and uh, the only thing that I can think of is that he was cu- he was cussing at himself do you know what I mean he was he was like I can't believe that just happened What because it was such a fumble I've never seen like a like a like a fumble like that, do you know what I mean? Like that, it was not from Lloris, like, but there have been these fumbles just keep coming into the game, like, they just keep creeping in, they're creeping in, they're creeping in. So, it, it, it especially from a captain, especially somebody who's been in, in the uh, North London derby and knows about this game, um, you know, for a, a good nearly 10 years now, do you know what I mean? So, it, it was. It was just shocking. Really, I say shocking. It wasn't shocking. It was just. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. And Ricky, I, don't want to Ricky
3: say, I, I know you love these yes or no questions. Go on. Um, is it time to? Is it time to change our goalkeeper?
0: Yeah, it, it probably is, mate. It probably is, and I hate to say that. You know, I've I've always said, especially when these contracts was up a couple of seasons ago or last season, I think it was. Um, I was like, you know what. He deserves a new contract, you know. Um, re- when he goes, we're gonna miss him, and and that may be true. But today, the the, the biggest difference between us and the Gooners were the goalkeepers. Yeah. You know, in the second half, we we did come on to the game. We did we did have a, a good couple of opportunities. Uh, even at the end of the first half, we had a couple. You know, uh, Kulu had a shot, and I think Harry had a bit of a header. But uh, Ramsdale was was solid, he was big, he was strong he was confident, he was young, he was hungry, he was on a mission um, Hugo from the beginning, all, it, it, how you just described, like the fumbles and, and the the, the goal being conceded and stuff like that, that was the beginning of the end, mate, because we I knew sitting at home there that all we're going to get is an onslaught from the Gooners, and they're just going to they're just going to gain confidence the more they come forward and the more they go. They knew that to have a couple of pot shots at at, um, at Lurice, You like you were saying there about the, the, the what's his name, pa- the the, the Partey shot and Odegaard yeah. shot where, where he, he lined one up, you know. Uh, they, they knew that we was there for the taking. And um, it, it was really disappointing from Hugo. So it probably is that time, bro, that we, we have to start looking for... A new number one, unfortunately.
3: Well, after 11 minutes, Odegaard uh, crossed to Thomas who headed over the bar. And then, of course, after 14 minutes, Arsenal went 1-0 up with a Larice own goal. Uh, I must admit, inside the stadium, um, when that goal went in, the amount of people around me just sort of looked around them as if to say, what on earth has just happened? Craig, let's, let's come to you on this. After, after 14 minutes, Arsenal take the league uh, and... Larissa own goal. You know, what on earth was he doing?
4: As I said, if he'd stood up, he'd have just caught it. I don't know what he was doing on the floor. I really don't, because it did take a slight deflection. But, you know, come on, just stand up at your near post. Keep yourself big. That's basic goalkeeping. It was a dreadful error. And, um, yeah, he was mumbling to himself. I don't know if it was in French, Rick. I can't mouth, you know, lip read <laughs> French. But I would assume it was. He knew he'd made drop to... Planger, and for me, he's been a great servant to the club. I think he's been fantastic. He's definitely saved us in games, but it's probably time now to uh, look to upgrade Lloris. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't do it last summer, but much the same when they bought Lloris in and Friedel was kind of, you know, still in uh, number one, but Lloris was introduced over a few weeks and a few months and then became number one, and that was the plan all along. So, you know, whoever they're looking to get in you know, it's, um, we've got to make the right decision there because that's hopefully going to be somebody who's going to be in between the sticks for a long time to come. But, yeah, terrible error. Not the best way to uh, start a North London derby and, again, concede first. So,
3: Murray, let's come to you. Just four minutes later, we had the chance to equalise. Um, Cesny in Son, who shot and Ramsdale saved with his legs. Um, Son has had a... A quite a disappointing season when you you know yeah. certainly when you compare it to last season being leading goalscorer in the premier league
5: yeah if you compare uh, his stats to the ones of last season of course we are we need to regard them as uh, very very disappointing but we are still talking about uh, a top class player guys uh, and in this case i'm backing count in terms of what he said in the previous press conferences, uh, if we uh, start to discuss about Harry Kane or Jominson, so uh, we are in trouble, guys. We are in trouble. We need to discuss about Devis, Eric Mercer Royal, Matoherty, Sar, players like Ryan Jumin Son is still a big part of uh, Spurs' plan, not just for the present, but mainly for the future, because uh, I think that uh, in the next two or maybe three years, Jumitson will play a massive part, not just for sports, but mainly for uh, Premier League stands. Rick, let's come to you. Um,
3: After 22 minutes, Odegaard had a shot from around 20 yards. Hugo Lloris uh, with a good save to his left. Just three minutes later, uh, what a hit from Thomas Partey uh, hit the post. Uh, A stunning strike. Um, How are you feeling by that point? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a silly I was, question
0: I was feeling like what's the point here what is going on honestly um, you know like honestly we're lucky that it was 2-0 they they could have had four or five today um, easy um, I was I, I, but I tell you what I, I was almost emotionless which is even worse than being angry it, I know that sounds weird but when you see, as soon as those first couple of flaps from Lloris and sess and, 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 you know, Doherty doing, I don't know what, I don't know what he was doing on the right hand side, you know, uh, I looked at the team and I was just like, oh no, here we go. And I just knew it was going to be one of those days. Um, and I was tired. Uh, I, I was bored. N- not so much of the football. <laughs> I, I don't mean that, but I mean of the situation. It was the same old, same old. Uh, and what, here we go what? again.
3: What I don't get, Ricky, is the fact that, you know, um, I think Craig said it it, it earlier as well, the amount of time and space that a lot of these Arsenal players had on the edge of our box. Because in the 36th minute, um, Odegaard with another shot um, had so much space and time in a North London derby.
0: Well, mate, you know, I, I don't know who was, whose job was doing, whose job, you know, I don't know whether Hoiberg should have been there to kind of screen the screen the back three, or, uh, you know, may, maybe one of the, Dyer being the centre of the three centre-backs, maybe he should have been marshalling up and pressing a bit higher, but they, we were scared, we went into our shells again, we went into... Let's feel sorry for ourselves again for a little bit, you know. We just, we just went into our shells and was like, oh, no, it was panic stations. It was deer in headlights type of mo- moment. And um, we just allowed them to play the game that they wanted to play. And, and, and th- there was no reaction. You know, Romero uh, tried to get the boys going. And uh, the way that he tried to get people going is with his aggression. You see he's an aggressive player. When, when we score and when we, and, and when we defend. Do you know what I mean? In defence and attack, he's an aggressive player. Um, and he tried to get something going. It just wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening. Everybody just fell back into their shell again. So, I, I, I don't know, mate. Rick, I
4: really don't. Rick, 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 it felt to me today a little bit like the Man U 3-0, the last game before Nuno went. That, that's how it oh, yeah. felt to me today in yeah. some parts. Yeah, agreed.
3: Craig, we did have a chance of getting one back um, just before half time. Um, <laughs> Harry Kane. Harry Kane, what what an opportunity because he could have equaled Jimmy Greaves' record against Arsenal today.
4: Yeah, it was, uh, was that the header you're talking about, the little flick yeah. header, or yeah. Yeah, yeah it was fr- fr- um, across him from Hoy
3: flick flicked on with the head. Uh, Ramsdale saved.
4: Yeah, again, I mean. Uh, other than if you know, Ramsdale got man in the match, so I suppose that, that says for something, because he did, he did pull off some really good saves today, um, and a good save from Kane, but uh, those chances were few and far between. I, I think we had two or three touches in the opposition penalty box in that first half. I can't remember the exact numbers, but, you know, it just wasn't good enough. It just wasn't good enough, but, you know, if he'd managed to sneak that in, would it have changed the game? Possibly, but Oh, the trophy's coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a one word answer.
3: Oh You're getting you're getting the hang of this uh yes or no business, aren't
5: you? <laughs> <laughs>
4: No, I'm okay. sure that I'm, I'm sure Darren Altman would have would have said if Darren still, uh, you know, if he hasn't slit his wrists, I'm sure he would say exactly the same thing, but probably with a few more swear words. So um, I yeah. really do feel like swearing tonight, but I'm not going to yeah, because I'm a professional, you know. Yes,
3: yes. <laughs> Craig, um, of course, at halftime it was two nil. Um, in the 49th minute, Kulusevski with a shot over the bar. Uh, just a minute later, Kulusevski into Kane, uh, who shot Ramsdale with a good save. Uh, a couple of minutes later, Sesenion with a a great chance. He missed. Now I know you're you've been very critical. Uh, you know, certainly in recent months of Emerson Royale. Um, what did you make of Ryan Session's performance today? Uh, because. You know, I, I keep going on about it. The wing-backs are so important to Antonio Conte's system. The wing-backs should be providing so many assists. They should be chipping in with the goals. Surely Sessignon had to be doing better there.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he didn't have, a, as I said before, he didn't have a very good game today. And and, a, and again, look, you could say that it was a really good save by Ramsdale. Let, let's not take it away. <laughs> let's not take it away from... Um, uh, from from the save You know, some, sometimes you got to put your hands up And say, do you know what, it was a good shot But it was an even better save So, you know, that that shot was our end to the far post To be, to give cut On a little bit of slack I, I, I don't think he could have done much more Other than perhaps lift it a bit and bobble over his leg Because he did save it, save it with his toe But, you know, if that's how Games are won on thin margins like that and you, he, he has really got to be Finishing that if I'm being critical Um but I just don't think he's good enough, Chris. I, I think, you know, if Persevere him, he's gone out on loan. I just don't think he's good enough for that role, as much as I don't think Emerson Royale's good enough for the role. I don't think Doherty's good enough for the role. I think he's better than Emerson. I think, you know, and and uh, as as I, uh, as, I, as, I, as I say, Spence, for me, would be the ideal fit. But obviously, for some reason, Conte's seen something that we don't. You know, and he weren't even on the bench today. I mean, how can you not put Spence on the bench and have Royale. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'd be interested to see what Simone think. You know, you know more about Conte from the Italian perspective. Once he gets a player that is clear that he doesn't like, like Eriksson when he was first at Inter Milan, will he just yeah. not play that player as much as the fans want to see that player? Is he that stubborn, or uh, how does that all work with Conte?
5: Yeah, 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 that, that was completely true. Uh, he struggled to find the right position for Eriksen in his prime 3-5-2 system and it's the same situation that he's facing with Jens Pence. Guys, I don't know that in perspective, uh, in uh, terms of potential, uh, Jens Pence uh, is a better player than Emerson Royal, both and uh, Maddoherty. But of course, Antonio wants in his systems that are Uh, 3-5-3, 3-4-3, or 3-5-2. Antonio clearly wants every single player to listen to his instructions. That is good for players like Rodrigo Ventacur. And I need nowadays to admit to Greece that Rodrigo Ventacur is a massive player for Tottenham. The player that he turned out to be is incredible. Uh, But is not as good as it should be for players like Bissouma because Bissouma lost a sort of a freedom that Graham Potter in his Brighton times gave him, and today Bissouma, guys, is struggling to find a place into a starting level for Tottenham, and we are not talking about a Spurs side that is trying to win the Champions League with Mauricio Pochettino. We are talking about a sports side that is struggling to find this place back into the Europa League. So, (laughs) we are talking about a very, very difficult situation, guys. And it's incredible. It's incredible. If you think about uh, uh, the situation of uh, six months ago, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible.
0: You you know what? You know what says, right? You know what says, Signeon? It's not even the shot that that you know you can miss a shot you know the goalkeeper can be great there was a point yeah. in the second half where we was pushing up and we was on an attack and it went out to the left hand side and yeah. he couldn't stop the ball he he's went right to put his foot on the ball when he went out for a throw in and it was a gooner throw in and that's when i knew i was just like wow wow do you know yeah. what i mean like he he just he just uh, he, he's just not the one right now or that, he's, that, he's he's lost that, that, that is- chef.
3: That is what is so painful for, for today's result and performance for me, Ricky, is the fact that you've got our leader and our goalkeeper, Hugo de Reece, uh letting in that goal uh, in the first half. You've got Ryan wow. Session, who can't even control the ball, out yeah. on the left. It's just, you know, these things cannot happen in such wow. an important game. In a, in a North London derby of all matches, at home, it just cannot happen. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's so frustrating. Um so let's let's stay with you. I mean the 53rd minute Doherty crossed uh no one there but that was probably Tottenham's best spell. Um at the start of the second half we've seen that so often this season that we uh that we're losing at half time and then we come out and then we suddenly come alive. What do you put that down to? Did that ever happen uh under Conte Inter? No, no, no. Neither
5: in Inter Milan, neither in Juventus. It's the first time in his career. So, of course, he's talking about (laughs) the the reaction. It would be. be. (laughs) Welcome to Jordan. Incredible. (laughs) Welcome to all, really, guys. Incredible. Incredible. Neither neither in in Juventus, neither in Inter Milan, neither in Chelsea, as you know. In Chelsea, of course, Chelsea, guys, were we're facing an incredible team, like Spurs, in 2016-2017, but never conceded uh, so many goals in the first half. Of course, here... Antonio needs to understand that he's facing a new challenge, he needs to start from the young step, from the teens, he needs to build uh, year after year, but I strongly don't think that he's the right man for the job in terms of what he's going to have to do in the next couple of years if he decides to stay. So, Murray,
3: uh, Nigel writes a question to you here. Um, Is Conte a world-class manager? No. 100%. No.
5: Because I love just (laughs) fans, guys.
3: See, Ricky... Ricky, do, do, do you get how Craig and Sloane are just answering these questions? Like, yes or no? This is exactly how you need to be in future. No, that's why you but, bring me on. Chris, Chris, Chris,
5: Chris, Chris. I understand that you are not going to play just pants if you got Mike on, Daniel Alvesh, of course. I totally agree with you guys. But if you got Matt Doherty, the Irish Cafu, or MS Royal, I will play just pants. I will teach just pants how to act as a proper right-wing-back. This is my feeling. So, it's incredible, guys. It's incredible. The situation
3: is incredible. I can't wait for the next show when I ask all the questions and you just go yes or no and we'll be done in about three minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Ricky, let's come to you. In the 56th minute, uh, Harry Kane out to Kulisewski. He cut in shot wide. What do you make of uh, Kulisewski's return?
0: It was good to have him back, um, but you can tell he's he's a bit rusty. He's been he's been thrust thrust back in there, and you know he's had a couple of training sessions. So m- maybe the accuracy wasn't there. But again, he, he gives us something different. And if, if we go back to when he signed for us, it took him a couple of games to get up get himself up to speed. So I that's what it reminded me of. Um, it, he came back and he was full of willing. He was full of running. and He was trying to make it happen but there was a bit of rust on him there there was a little bit of he, he wasn't up to full speed but now that he's back in the side and now that if you can get a few you know a few games and, a, and start to get a rhythm he's a dynamite player that can, that can change a lot of things with Tottenham and you know um, I, I, I think he tried his best and if we would have had Brian Hill in there as well, I think that he probably would have got overrun today. So, you know, yeah, it, it, hopefully there's, there's better days to come for Kulin.
3: I can tell you, I almost lost the words, Rick, when you talk about some of these players. Um, it, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, after 61 minutes, Koulisiewski crossed to Sessegnon, who again uh, didn't find the target, shot over the bar. Uh, seven minutes later, Thomas Partey had another chance for Arsenal from 20 yards out, uh, shot wide. Uh, Nketiah uh, clear on goal. Lloris made a good save in the 69th minute. And then Richarlison come on in the 71st minute for Matt Doherty. Craig, what did you make of uh, Richarlison's uh, 20 minutes or so for Spurs today?
4: I think all you can say is that it's good to have him back as a, as an option, to be honest. I don't think he did loads to be honest he certainly didn't change the game i wouldn't say but it's just good to have him back and you know he'll he'll get his fitness up and um hopefully get his first premiership goal to be honest for us that would be that would be nice i mean i was you know, obviously hoping he would get that today but didn't really get much of a sniff did he um but as i say good to good to have him back uh for selection
3: Right, in the 75th minute, Sessegnon went off, Sa went off, uh, Perisic and Basuma came on. Uh, in the 82nd minute, Rashadson had a shot, Ramsdale saved. In the 84th minute, Hun, uh, Harry Kane to Hunmin Son, who shot over the bar. Uh, and then in the 87th minute, Hunmin Son with a free kick uh, blocked. Um, and that was it. 2-0 uh, defeat. Um, after, i tell you, I don't know how you can laugh, Rick. Um, when you look at the league table, <laughs> the league table 14, Arsenal are 14 points clear Of Spurs And they have a game in hand I tell you what That is one hell of a difference To last time we played them At the Tottenham Spurs Stadium um, Simone There's two things I want to cover um, before, we, uh, before we go off air uh, Of course we play Manchester City next we'll, we'll preview that in a minute But I just want to talk about The transfer window before yeah. In an ideal world What do you think Spurs need in this transfer window if they are going to back Antonio Conte?
5: If Paratici uh, will manage to sell uh, someone of his uh, disgraceful right wing backs, a new right wing back. This is my 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 feeling. I don't know if Pedro Porro from Sporting Lisbon or not Pedro Porro, because for me. Even Mati Cash from Aston Villa could be a better option uh, for the for the right wing backs for, 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 for sports. and then, Johnny guys, Cash should yeah. be a better option. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then guys maybe a center defender, sorry. maybe a center defender, center back. I don't know if left footed, right footed, because of course. Leandro Trossard. Uh, I read so many comments about mm, an, oppo- an opportunity we'll see. Leandro Trossard. guys, is a very, very good player. Tottenham needs someone to strengthen their attacking options, so why not? Why not? Of course, Lucas Moura is at the end of his career, at, at the end of his era at Nonnam so maybe from Brighton, Leandro Trossard could be both a cheaper option and then a very very good player to to add to Antonio Conte's attacking options.
0: You know, what, can I can I ask a question Chris if you don't mind on on transfer? Yep. Go for it. So, Milenkovic Savage in midfield, I heard wow. the rumor, I heard that wow. there was a rumor that we could that he could possibly go on loan and then with an option to buy in the summer. Could that be an option? No, that, um...
5: Alone with an option to buy, never, 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 Ricky, never. We are talking about someone that uh, is uh, is a really, really expensive. We are talking about uh, one of the best players here in Italy, in the in the Serie. A. And uh, I don't know if you know, Lotito, that is the chairman of Lazio, is uh, a sort of Levy, a sort of Daniel Levy, because uh, if we if he wanna sell someone, he wanna that kind that that price of money. So. 80 million pounds, 90 million pounds, or not. Okay. So, th- we are talking about this kind of uh, in, guys. So, we're talking about definitely an incredible player, fantastic player, one of the best in Italy, but uh, very, very expensive.
0: And, and sorry, Chris, sorry, brother, but I've, I've had these burning on my brain for a minute with Pedro Poro. Okay, I, I know a, a lot of us saw him play very well against us, but you know, his stature, he's five foot seven. You know he's not the 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 stature that Antonio really likes. So yeah, and also and also there's an injury record there as well. He's had a couple of niggles, you know, throughout the seasons that he's been there. So would would Denzel Dumfries be a better option? And could he be yeah. available? Yeah. Also also has got six months left until he's a free. So could that be an
3: option as well?
5: Ricky Skriniar has got. Uh... Pierre PSG PSG on his back so PSG what we got to know is uh, is a very very is very very in, they are very very interested in signing him on a free transfer just like you say and uh, Dumfries Dan Dancer Dufries, the, the Netherlands international is a very very good player maybe technically not as good as Pedro Porro but in terms of the physical abilities that Antonio wants his right-wing back to be in his system, maybe Dumfries, for me, is a better option. And uh, uh, another news, uh, Dumfries is not even a, started, a starter anymore for Inter yeah. de Milan, because the last two games was benched by the manager, Simone Inzaghi. So this is another news. Why not? Fantastic uh, in terms of uh, physical ability player, uh, Denzel Dumfries.
2: Is he
0: more suited to Conte's system than... Yeah, players,
5: yeah, it? definitely, definitely. Podro is better in terms of uh, technical ability. But Porro for me, just like you said, is not as physical, just like uh, a proper right-wing-back for Antonio Conte system needs to be. Porro for me, from Sporting Lisbon, is more a right-back. Dumfries is a proper, strong right-wing-back. This is my my feeling. Okay.
4: That's it. Have you changed? Your mind,
5: have
3: you, have <laughs> you changed your mind on Kulusevsky and Benzink ceremony? Yeah, I changed. It. <laughs> I,
5: I totally changed. it. But not not just about Kuleszewski for Bentacur. But yeah. Chris, that he's, he's still joking on me about this kind of situation. Trust me, guys. Bentacur in Italy was a. I'm not saying a disaster, but I we did we not just me we in Italy and journalists didn't see any kind of, de- of development in his abilities. What Rodrigo Betancourt not be to be, and for me, is one of the most important players for Spurs right now, is just incredible, guys. It's just incredible. And today, Spurs and Conte miss in so much. So much.
3: Yeah.
5: Ricky, um, what do you think Spurs
3: will get in the transfer window? What do you think is realistic?
0: Who knows what's realistic anymore, Chris? I hope that they get two in at the very least. And right wing back being the first one, you know, the, the priority position right there. I think you can see how much, and we've said it, we've said it week in, week out. Do you know what I mean? You know, the wing backs are the most important uh, position on the field for Antonio Conte team and system. So I, uh, I, I think we 100% need a right wing back. And then whether we get a creative midfielder or a defender, an upgrade in, 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 def- in defence, or uh, as a creative midfielder or attacker, I think we need to do that too. You know, as you said there, Lucas Morris is coming to the end of his contract. We're, we're going to let that run down, supposedly. And um, he's not been available the whole season as yet. So we need to start prepping. The thing that worries me about Tom Tottenham is always the replacement. You know, we didn't get to replace Carl Walker. We could go. I could go on for days. we said it before. But the, yeah. when we replace a player, and what level do we go in at? And yeah. you know, and and how well is that recruitment to replace that player and move forward with the new player? We know that right wing back ever since Carl Walker has left has been a problem. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So for every manager that's been there. So, um, yeah, I think they really need to solve this conundrum real soon. And even though this is why I was asking Simone there uh, about Denzel Dumfries and Pedro Porro, I know that a, lot of, a lot of fans are, are backing Porro because we've seen him. We've seen the dribbling. We've seen the, the skills. We've seen the crossing. We've seen the assists, We've seen that he can score as well. And he looks very exciting. But if he ain't the one that Conte wants for a Conte system then are we just going down the same rabbit hole as Royal and, and the rest of them? Do you know what I mean? Are we going down the same rabbit hole? So that's why it's really important to get Conte's number one targets in the positions that he feels that are the most important right now.
3: It's funny, Rick, because the amount of journalists that I get on this show, uh, on this channel, and, and I ask them about all these names that we're being linked to, and then the journalist comes back and says, no. Nope. No, no. Yeah, no, exactly like you did to, with Simone there. What about them? What about them? No, 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 no. So, <laughs> you know, let, let, let's hope in the next 16 days there will be a couple of yeses and, and we will get a couple of signings in to help Conte because, you know, of course, Champions League football is so important for this football club. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier, we're five points of drift the top four. Craig, what do you think is realistic in this window?
4: Probably two signings. Um I was surprised actually. You say Pedro Porro's a right back, not a right wing back, Simone, is that right? Mm, so yeah. uh, I, mean, I mean is this is is he has he, he ever played right wing back Because are we gonna have another Emerson Royale situation? That's that's all I I, I genuinely well, didn't know much about him. That's all
3: Pedro Porro is is very important to um to their attack. Him and him and Marcus Edwards are absolutely key to a lot a lot of their attacks. Um uh, I'm, I'm personally quite excited about this signing, but um, from what I'm told by a number of journalists, you know, Spurs would need to offload one of the right wing backs first. We've got three, yeah. Matt Doherty, yeah. Emerson Royale, and, and them two don't want to go anywhere. Um, then, of course, you've got the Jed Spence situation. Will he go out on loan or not? You know, is it realistic that Spurs bring in a fourth right wing back? I'm not yeah, so well,
4: sure. It, in that case, then you as somebody mentioned earlier, you've got to be ruthless. And if you want rid of Emerson Royale, you're going to say, look, you, look you're going to have to, your agent's got to find you another club. You, there's not a place for you in this squad. Thank you very much, but he's not been good enough. So you're not going to be in the match day squad. So you either find another club or you train with the under 23s and, that, and that's it. So I'm surprised actually Levy isn't going to go for uh, Milenkovic Savic, because he, he would be thinking that you could charge fans by the letter for the name on the back, and that would make a fortune. So perhaps we're going to get players with long names. I don't know. Perhaps that's the way forward. But, um, no, I don't not think seriously it like that anymore. Oh, it doesn't, does it? No, I was I was just trying to make myself laugh because I haven't really had much to laugh at. I, d- I don't know. I don't know. we'd, look, look. we'd, we'd, we'd,
0: we'd probably get Jensen Mil- Milenkovic rubbed. <laughs> know,
4: <you> know? Yeah. <laughs> well.
3: Yeah, the days of uh, us expecting uh, Bruno Fernandes and the win that
4: Fernandes. I tell you, it's shocking, is It's shocking. Jesus um, Christ.
3: Lastly, let's talk about our next game in the Premier League Manchester City away. <laughs> no, oh, nice easy one. Nice <laughs> easy
4: one.
3: <laughs> Craig, let's, let's start with you. <laughs> how do you see this oh, one God. game? how do you see this <laughs> game, guys? <laughs> <laughs> will 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 Emerson, will Emerson be back at right back?
4: Yeah, yeah, he will. He will. That's just uh, a, a joke. That is the joke. He will be. He will be. And you know, car oh, talk about a bad situation. Of course, I want Tottenham to win. We beat City twice. That's given the title to Arsenal. It can only happen to us. You know. So, how do I see the game going? I think, and I don't wish to be defeatist, but I think they're going to turn us over. I really do. I just can't see any way that we win that game. I'm really sorry, but I just—I've got to be honest. There, I just can't see us winning that game. I know we've got a good record against City, and I know, you know, they've lost recently. They're not what they were, and then in my opinion, they're not playing the Haaland strengths. Even though he scored 21 goals, but you know, he made so many good runs yesterday, and he just weren't fed the ball. <laughs> so yes, yeah. um, I just think they they are going to be too much for us. I think. Um, sorry to say, but yeah, not the best game to come into. But, but then again, last year we all thought, you know, we going into that City game, we turn them over, and then we lose to was it Burnley or something? We lost to. So you know, the, the, well, of course.
3: It, it doesn't get any easier after that either, Craig, does it? Because we face Fulham away, who, of course, have, have, have been very, very decent this season. I know they lost today um, at Newcastle, but they've had a great season in the Premier League so far. Um, Carlos, Simon, Carlos, Carlos be...
4: Vinicius. Carlos Vinicius yeah.
3: will score us against us. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Um, Simone, what, what, what are you thinking? Manchester City away on Thursday. Do you think that the Spurs can get back to winning ways or is this going to be too difficult?
5: For one. For one, two months, <laughs> okay. I will be here, guys. You know me. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: uh. So, Ricky, oh. can uh, oh. c- c- can
3: can Spurs win this game? Yes or no?
0: Of course they can. Of course they can. We're Tottenham, bro. You know, you know how crazy our team is. That we could feel like we're at the bottom of the damn sea, and yet we could still come up for air and find that lifeboat. We're, we're a crazy side bruv we're an absolutely nutty side so of course yeah guys awesome, but
5: guys but, but as per swing win will concede a title to Arsenal, the title to Arsenal. so let's check all the situations
0: <laughs> i i hear i hear <sighs> you i hear you but of course we can of course we can and I, I you know me bro when it comes down to this question i'm a bit delusional and i can't ever Back my team to lose, so of yeah, course, we nothing, can go out nothing, there and win. Nothing, of, nothing. Of, of course, of course, we can show some character and show some will and show some fight. But let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Come on, you spurs. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, let's, dad.
3: let's get your score predictions. I know Simone, you just said 4 1. Uh, Ricky, what are you going for? I,
0: I, I'm going for 2 1. Tottenham, getting to you spurs, <laughs> Craig. What are
4: you going for? I think for the first time ever on this channel, I'm going to say 2-1 City. Sorry.
3: Um, I don't know what on earth I'm going to go for. I've not even thought about my score prediction. I'll tell you Thursday morning. Um, (laughs) Good grief. Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Um, I know it's never easy talking about Spurs' uh, defeat, especially uh, to our North London rivals who are sitting top of the Premier League. Um, Ricky, um, thanks so much for joining me. Um, tell everyone what you're up to at the moment and where people can find you. Um,
0: thank you, Chris. Always an honour and a pleasure, even on a bad day like this. But, you know, it, it's always so cathartic to kind of come and just kind of just lay it all out. Just lay it all out. Um uh, yeah, you, you guys know where you can find me. I'll probably be on the channel. Oh, I am, after Man City, I think. Um, and at Ricky J. Norwood. You can find me on Twitter, um, at official Ricky Norwood on Insta. And yeah, bro, there's loads of things happening house wise and work wise. So yeah, when i got something concrete to say, I'll let you know. But it's, uh, yeah, we're just trying to get back on the grind in this January period. So thank you so much for having me on, as always.
3: Come on, you thank, you. thank you so much and Craig thanks so much for coming back on uh, especially talking about a defeat again on this on this channel um,
4: tell everyone can, where they can find you well you can find me on Twitter if you really want to at dm 9 and uh, uh, usually just as I said before it's usually just about Tottenham I don't really I usually just use it to, to follow people and listen to what what people we're not going to get in the transfer market so that's what I usually do on there so and just find myself getting frustrated with the same things round and around but what look I'm going to leave you on a slight high uh, that's Shalini again I tell you I, I, I need to get you know Darren or Ricky, you need to get me a looky like you one of those agencies. I think I, feel, I don't know, yeah. but I'll walk in and say, Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's that geezer that looks like Craig Dearman. That's what it will be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, what what I would say is other clubs like your Liverpools and that, the fans are just as frustrated as us, if not more, at the moment. So, you know, there are if you think you're in a bad position, there's always someone worse off than you. So just think where, where West Ham are. So, yeah. at, least, at least we're not down there. So, uh, but thanks for watching, everybody. Um, I think I came on this chat last season when we lost, or it might have been when we lost to Arsenal back in um, 2022. I can't remember. But, yeah, never a pleasant, but it is quite cathartic and um, and healing in a way. Well, no, I wouldn't say healing, but, uh, you know, it's good to talk, as they say. So, always a pleasure to be on. So, uh, let's, hope, let's hope I'm wrong and we do get a win against uh, City on Thursday. But come on, you Spurs.
3: Absolutely. Well, thanks, Craig. And uh, Simone, great to have you back on again. Thanks so much. And tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment.
5: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, really. A pleasure. Yeah. And wh- where can people find you, Simone? Sorry?
3: Where, where can people find you on social media?
5: <laughs> Simone Doc dell'uomo 21
3: on Instagram, guys. On Instagram. And you'll and bring all of the Tottenham fans some good news about transfers? I hope so, guys. I hope so.
5: <laughs> That's, That's your dog, eh? Yes do you or no? <laughs> yes. Yes. yes.
3: <laughs> I hope so. Well, well, on that note, Craig, Ricky, Simone, thanks so much for your time. And uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you don't subscribe on YouTube already, please do hit that subscribe button and also... Uh, follow us on all all audio platforms as well. And we will see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on.